tiny room in Oxford, Ohio, to one of the largest Greek letter organizations in the world, we are Sigma Chi, and this is the Sigma Chi Podcast with Wes Holsclaw. Welcome to the Sigma Chi Podcast. I'm Wes Holtzclaw coming to you from East Tennessee. I hope everyone had a great winter break and are making strides during this current semester. We're all really excited for this episode. Got some really cool things happening. But first, I want to shout out our current undergraduate chapters raising money for the Huntsman Cancer Institute through Derby Days and other events this year. We have already hit $830,000 raised with a goal of $2.25 million this year, and that's definitely attainable and going to happen. But $830,000 already before we even get to the spring events. Keep up the good work, brothers. Uh, We're certainly going to keep you updated with some totals during the next few months, but that's really a a good thing we're doing there. You know, uh, for those of us who were grand chapter last June and were able to take in um, you know, the sweetheart celebration there at the Sigma Chi Friendship Garden, their Huntsman Cancer Institute, and tour the facility and see the amazing work being done, you know, uh, you know, in the new women's health center that's going to be, you know, be built there. It's just a, an amazing thing and uh, something for Sigma Chi to, to hang our hat on, you know, just really great work and being the generation to end cancer. But great job, brothers. Keep it up. So today we're debuting a new feature for the podcast featuring our 36th international sweetheart, Miss Lauren Llewellyn. She will be visiting with internationally renowned DJ producer duo, Two Friends, featuring Matt Halper. He's a SIG from Stanford and his partner, Eli Sonis, himself a Kappa SIG at Vanderbilt. These guys have mastered the art of remixes and have just released a new single entitled No Drama featuring Kid Quill and are in the midst of a of a great big tour, you know, going across the country. These guys are just blowing up. Today, we also have one of our newest significant SIGs, Hollywood actor, producer Patrick Muldoon with us. I interviewed Patrick back in November in Los Angeles at Zappa Studios. Um, Patrick's brother-in-law is Ahmet Zappa, son of the legendary late Frank Zappa, Hall of Fame musician in his own right there. Had a great discussion. Uh, brother Pat made his modeling and acting debuts while he was an active brother within the Alpha Upsilon chapter at Southern Cal. He was also a backup tight end on the Trojans football team out there and was a part of two Rose Bowl winning teams. And uh, it was kind of interesting uh, and fun hearing his stories, uh, you know, talking about he made his uh, acting debut on Who's the Boss as Alyssa Milano's character's boyfriend. And he was also a model uh, for Calvin Klein. And, uh, you know, he later appeared on shows such as Saved by the Bell, Melrose Place, Days of Our Lives, and has been featured in movies like Starship Troopers, along with a number of television and direct-to-video features, including the most recent My Adventures with Santa, which he co-starred alongside Denise Richards. His latest project as an executive producer is called The Comeback Trail, featuring Hollywood legends Robert De Niro, Tommy Lee Jones, and Morgan Freeman. That will be released sometime this year, so it's really cool to catch up with Pat and talk to him. He's such a fun guy. Got great stories for days, and um, we were able to, to sit with him and you know you know kind of talk about his career and um, so congratulations pat on being named a significant sig much deserved brother and uh, look forward to sharing his interview with you guys a little bit later and also on the topic of significant sigs the new list of significant sig and order of constantine award recipients has been released be sure to visit sigmachai.org 
for more information and to learn about those guys. Congratulations to all of the brothers who, you know, have just through their volunteer efforts uh, over the years have given back to Sigma Chi and also those brothers who have done great things, you know, in their careers, you know, just shining a spotlight on Sigma Chi and the great things our fraternity has done. And brothers, I must also mention that the internship applications for both Horizons and the Croc Transformational Leaders Workshop are still open. Please reach out to Leadership Programs team at headquarters for more information on that. So before we go to Lauren and two friends, first a message from the Sigma Chi store, which will be launching its spring line of shirts and gear in the coming weeks. And we're also pleased to share a little bit of two friends' newest single, No Drama, featuring Kid Quill. Created by brothers for brothers, the new Sigma Chi store is your one-stop shop for exclusive premium Sigma Chi apparel for both actives and alumni. Our dedicated team will help you build the perfect design for recruitment, intramurals, and all special events, including derby days. Get official Sigma Chi gear straight from the source. Visit store.sigmachi.org today. Three cameras, damn she cool now Moved to LA, her apartment got a pool now But doesn't swim, only gets in just to cool down How many likes does it take to join the cool crowd? She got the cutest way of saying that she mad at you I never catch a break, I swear I only catch her attitude But it's three months since somebody said a name And it's been five months since the makeup stain No more spraying cologne, no more eating my food Text left on red, fights out of the blue Oh yeah Moment of silence for you. Mm-hmm. I'll put your head on. I don't need no drama. I ain't gonna call y'all. Like your shit up, baby. Maybe wanna. Let's send it now to the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago, where our 36th international sweetheart, Miss Lauren Llewellyn, is hanging out with two friends. Thanks, Wes. We're here live at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago with two friends for their Camp Super Dope tour. Hey, guys, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? We're stoked to be here in Chicago. Yeah, we're all stoked to be here, too. It's so awesome. So how's the tour going so far and what are some memorable moments? It's a good question. So this is actually our first bus tour, so it's been different. So we sleep basically. We play the show, shower at the venue, sleep on the bus overnight while it drives to the next city. Um, so that's been a new experience for us. So it's been cool. Kind of, it makes touring a hundred percent of your life and you really like dive in it. Um, so that's been the big difference so far, but in terms of cities, I think Chicago is going to be up there. No doubt. I would say some of the other highlights, New York, we had two nights there. That was amazing. Philly, Charlotte. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, we definitely jam packed this tour. It's the overall, it's 35 shows in 51 nights. So definitely get to see a lot of the country, couple in Canada. Um, yeah, it's cool to just kind of, you know, always be, we're like, we're actually on tour, on tour rather than just flying for the weekend and then coming back home. Yeah, that's so awesome. Have you met a lot of Sigma Chi's along the way or had any experiences with that? Do you tell me a little bit more about that? Absolutely. I feel like we met 
a lot. I would say about half the shows, there's been Sigma Chi flags. I would say half. And tonight, I bet you there'll be one. Uh, one or two. May, we'll see. But it's always a uh, you know pleasant, warm welcome, no doubt. Eli was in Kappa Sig, and there's been only, I think, one flag. So Sigma Chi is rep, repping hard there. That's so great. Um, just a fun question. Do you guys have a favorite guilty pleasure song that you just really like listening to or anything like that? Huh. I think a lot of our set is a, a lot. There's a lot of throwbacks. So we probably would have put it in our set or have put it in our set in the past. So, I mean, some of the ones that I love, we play, we play this edit of Africa by Toto. It's a absolute banger. That one goes off. Eli. Uh, we're, we do a, I guess it's kind of spoiling a surprise, but we do Sweet Caroline at the end. That's always a fun one. And then one that we don't play but I love is Mumbai Power by Skrillex. Classic. That's a shout-out to our photographer, Greg, who has, who's in the room and um, has begged us to put that in our set. For Now we've been on tour for almost five weeks. So, you know, one day, Greg, the last show of the tour, Mumbai Power, it's coming in. <laughs> so another question for you all. Do you have any advice for guys that are in college and interested in pursuing music or mixing, anything like that? I would say you got to use the time you're in college to get started while there's less pressure to make money or, you know, blow up right away. That's kind of what we did. We started basically as we were graduating high school and we like formed two friends before we even knew how to make music. And then we were separate in college, but we could kind of treat it like balancing school, social life and music. And like, obviously you're going to sacrifice something in there. Um, and I think it's a good time versus once you graduate, if you're trying to jump in full time without really establishing a foundation, you're kind of like putting a lot of pressure on yourself. That's really great advice. Definitely that balance and figuring things out for sure. Um, another question. Can you sing the Sweetheart of Sigma Chi song? Are you familiar with it? All right. So I graduated five years ago, so there's no way I can start it. But if you guys give me like the first couple melody words, we'll see if it's deep in there. So someone, someone give me it. There, there's no melody there. I need to hear a clearer melody. <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel like I, I had to learn it for our sweetheart initiation and then it kind of got forgotten real quick, but it's somewhere there. So on the topic of Sigma Chi, could you take us back to your Sigma Chi house and help us envision in college when you realized that you were onto something big with music? Just any memories related to that? I think like our first main shows were like parties my fraternity was throwing. So it was like we had a highlighter party. We had this thing called Cowabunga, which was like beach themed. And like, honestly, I feel like that's kind of where our first like bigger parties we ever played. Um, and then obviously all my brothers and stuff were very supportive. And like they, whenever we had a show in San Francisco, which is near where I was, um, they would all come through and kind of, you know, they were definitely, and still are like on this tour, I've seen a million people. And then when I'm in most of them now are in San Francisco, which is in two weeks, and I'll see a bunch of them there. So, yeah, they've been super supportive. And I think, honestly, playing a lot of college parties first gave us a leg up or, you know, just learning what we're doing. Definitely. Good experience builder. And yeah. Um, so 
another question. Have you met with Loud Luxury, Dr. Fresh, Chainsmokers, or any other good stories with them or their influence on your music? So we've met all of them. And I now I, I knew all of them were Sigma Chi, but not when I first met them. Like, I didn't know. I, I When I met Drew, I didn't know he was Sigma Chi. That would have been a good bonding moment. But Dr. Fresh I knew was. And then, which one? It's only one of them in Loud Luxury, right? It's one of them. But we met both of them. But next time I see them, you know, we'll, 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 be, given, we'll be given the grip, no doubt. And so you guys... Making your next mix, I've been asked if we can get an in hoke in that mentioned in there. <laughs> a, a build up, a pre drop, in hoke, and then and then the drop. I think I think a lot of fraternities would get jealous, but I'm I'm gonna have to consider that <laughs> for sure. I like it. Okay, well, thank you so much for meeting with us, and you guys have definitely earned your Sigma Chi merit badge for Camp Super Dope. And is there anything else that you'd like to add, or just give a plug for your new music, anything like that? Of course. Thanks for having us. We love talking. Yeah, we are. So we're on the Camp Superdope tour now, and that wraps up March 7th, but then we'll be on the road a lot. We always love seeing Sigma Chi's out there. Uh, we see flags. We, you know, hang out with them after, say what up. So it's always a pleasure feeling like there's a, you know, a brotherhood in the crowd. So, yeah. Anything, Eli, from the Kappa Sig? I mean, I still, I love it too, because we always, we love to invite them to all the shows and then, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, they rally, rally a good group and bring, a, you know, high energy to all the shows. So oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very proud to be a uh, fringe, a, a, to witness the an, brotherhood. An, on, an honorary brother. Oh, wow. I don't know if I have the power to bestow <laughs> that, but to me, to me. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you, Lauren, Brother Matt, and Eli. That was awesome. After this break, a great discussion with Significant Sig actor-producer Patrick Muldoon from Los Angeles. As Sigma Chi's, we share common values, experiences, and a lifelong commitment to our great fraternity. Choosing to be a life-loyal Sig is about supporting our fraternity today, a choice to help carry our incredible values and experiences into the future. Choosing to be a life loyal is a small way to have a big impact because your annual giving at all levels funds all of the training and support provided to our young men. Our young brothers expect more of themselves and collectively as life loyal SIGs, we will help them deliver. Raise your hand and show your support for today's Sigma Chi, for today's young men and our collective work to expect more of Sigma Chi. Visit sigmachi.org slash lifeloyal and choose to be a lifeloyal SIG today. Um, I uh, was at USC, was on the football team. Um, 
my, uh, I, I come from a family. I was, I was the first of my family to go to a major college. So I don't even know what a fraternity was. So uh, my best friends on the team who are Sigma Kai's, Shane Foley and Rigo Diaz, uh, they're uh, you know, playing ball. And there was this thing called uh, uh, Rush. And uh, I'm like, a fraternity? You know, I mean, I knew what a fraternity was and uh, the Greek system at USC is vast and large. You know, of course, I had been down 28th Street. But for a short answer to your question, Shane and Rigo said, we're pledging Sigma Chi and so are you. <laughs> That's awesome. But, but I will say, little did I know at the time, uh, you know, not being a legacy and, and not having that kind of history it was uh, something that changed my life and that I, that I still benefit from today. You know, both those guys, Shane and Rigo, were still dear friends, but, uh, uh, you know, Sigma Chi, you know, those times, those memories, but, but a lot of those guys were, were still, you know, involved in, my, in our adult lives, and you have that uh, men of good character forever. How was, uh, you know, once you, you know, after after you were initiated, obviously playing football, playing tight end for the Trojans and managing school, how was, how was all that together for you? Um, uh, playing football and, and fraternity life and, uh, and your, your schoolwork is tough, but you're going through it with your brothers, you know, the way is known. <laughs> so you get a lot of help and you help each other. But that's a juggling act, you know, and I'm happy to hear these days that that they're talking about uh, scholarship players actually being paid because it does become a job, especially if you're when you get up in your junior and senior year, you're playing and it's, you know, you're spending a lot of time. So um, I think it's uh, I think it's great that they're talking about play, paying players in college because it, it really is a job. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, were there any similarities between, you know, being part of the Rose Bowl winning twice football team and being in Sigma Chi? Was there any similarities there between the, the brotherhood of fraternity and the locker room brotherhood? No difference. Sure. No, no difference. You know, you have a, the only difference is football, you have a common goal, but it's a million different personalities. It's from a, from a thousand different places. Everybody comes from for, for a common goal. And it's the same thing uh, with the fraternity organization. You know, it's a good one like ours, you know, with tradition and ritual and, and uh, a real brotherhood, you know? So, uh, yeah, so they're, they're very similar. What are some of the things from Sigma Chi that you've kind of taken and utilized throughout your career and adult life? I mean, the main thing is, is the friendships and, um, you know, men of good character, you know, and that process of rush. And I, you know, I, I don't know if everyone's experience is that, but I got very lucky because uh, also it helps that I was born and raised in L.A. And... Um, so my dear friends that I met through Sigma Chi uh, are still my dear friends, 
it is like being on the team. It is, you know, we still help each other. Anybody needs anything. And now we have text message chains with everybody on it. Hey, this is happening. That's you celebrate life together, children, and and you go through life uh, uh, together. So the brotherhood is, is very strong. When did you first get the bug to become an actor and be in the entertainment industry? I was one of those guys that had, I watched, I had young parents. So I watched my father go through law school. And anybody who watches someone go through law school as a kid, you're like, I, you know, you have to love paperwork. And I said, I don't know what I want to do, but I definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I didn't know. And uh, I come from a small town outside of L.A. called San Pedro. And then when you get up, you get up to uh, USC, you know, obviously the entertainment business kind of opens up and you get your first taste of it. It was I was 18 years old. I walked into an acting class. I did one scene and knew I wanted to do it for the rest of my life. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first uh, first actual role? Uh, my first actual role was on Who's the Boss, playing Alyssa Milano's boyfriend. And the best memory that I have about that is the night that it aired. I was living in the house, you know, the Alpha Upsilon house. And we, we had like, I remember, I remember there was parents there or something. And we had to like, it was like, I don't know, the parents were visiting. And at whatever time the show was on, it was on at seven. And uh, Craig Johnson uh, was running uh, was running this like parents night, and, but it was the night that it aired on Who's the Boss, and he was rushing them through. It's like, okay, thank you so much for coming. Bam, and everybody went to the TV. So I got to see my first thing on television with my brothers in the house, and they made it special for me. And you know, also gave me a lot of flack, but it was. <laughs> But I'll never forget that. It was cool. I can only imagine, you know, having, you know, in, in my chapter, just, just, you know, something big happened to the guys. Like you said, giving a lot of flack. I'm sure the guys were just... Yeah. When you, every time you came on Too screen, much hairspray. Um, I still have a lot of hairspray. But <laughs> whenever you came on screen, were they just like yelling stuff at you? Oh, they were screaming in the hallway, you know? Yeah. You know? So uh, that's a cool civil kind memory they made they made it special for me so from there how 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 soon after that was the saved by the bell uh, i think that was that was i think that was right after college mm-hmm. yeah and uh yeah i did a couple of episodes of who's the boss saved by the bell was i don't i don't know how like a couple years later um, I think I was just outside of college and everybody hates me because I stole Kelly from Zach. <laughs> yeah. That was few around in the nineties. I mean, I still on, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you're the son of a I stole Kelly from Zach. You know, I still get hate. In the old days it was hate mail, but now it's just instantaneous. So I just, from Saved by the Bell fans still get, uh, uh, you know, love <laughs> a lot of so you, a lot of strong opinions about my character. <laughs> you're gonna like this story. So, as a as an active and brother, when you're recruiting, yeah. obviously you're making rever- recruiting pitches. So, oh. Kyle, you're like, you know, we got we got Brad Pitt, John Wayne, David Letterman. I was like, yeah. I, so I remember because I remember finding out when you were sick, you were sick, and if so, it's like I was like, so you, y'all watched Saved by the Bell growing up? Like, yeah. He's like, it's like you know the guy that took took Kelly from Zach. He's a super cop. <laughs> yeah, that's not a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, the national chapter is, you know, National Civic Kai is not very proud of that. I'm the jerk of Sug Kelly from Zach. No, that's, no, 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 I think it's awesome. Looking back on it now. I'm, I think it's awesome. I think it was helping their relationship, you know? Yeah. Kelly and Zach were having a lot of problems, and sometimes you need an outside party to, like, you know, yeah. shake things up. Days where days where our lives came came for you. Yes, and that was was that the would you consider like the first big sure big break yep. in the road for you? Yep, big big that came about just you know just a blind audition, and uh, and it changed. It was the first time that after after being on there a couple of months, you know, you walk down the street and people look at you, and I'm like, what are you looking at? You know, and and I didn't get it. I'm like, oh wow, people are really recognizing. Because soap operas, and it was the heyday of soap operas, you know, it was before all the, you know, when you could uh, record it, you know, you can record it on your VCR, but, but people used to uh, uh, schedule their classes around it and stuff like that. So it was the heyday of soap operas. It was, uh, it was a good time. And that kind of led to you getting uh, hooked up with spelling. And then Melrose Place. Yep. So uh, to that point, what did you learn through Days of Our Lives that helped get you for that? Uh, I learned to act. <laughs> um, because it was, you know, what better training ground than to, than to, you know, have material every day. But also I was going to acting school at night. So I, I was possessed with, with trying, to, trying to learn I mean, the thing about acting is you, I'm still possessed with trying to learn, but especially young, young actors, I, I couldn't get enough of it. So, um, so anyway, so, so that was it. And, uh, luckily for me, I was, you know, it's that kind of question, am I going to stay on soaps or am I going to take a leap and go off into no man's land? Cause back then you were either a daytime actor or you were a nighttime actor or a movie actor. You weren't all three or, you know. These days you can be TV and film. It doesn't, doesn't matter. But back, back then it was a big jump. And luckily, um, you know, I had had friends at Spelling that I didn't know about, meaning uh, Mrs. Spelling and uh, uh, and Tori who were huge days fans. So um, and someone at USC um, became Mr. Spelling's secretary. And so she goes, hey, you know, they know about you over here. Send me some of your tape. And so uh, and so I sent my tape over there. And that's how Melrose Place happened. And your character was like probably the most popular villain on that series. I was a bad dude. Richard yeah, Hart. Richard Hart. So, yeah. Can, can you tell me about that character and that role and just uh, what went in, what went into that experience for you? Um, you know, Melrose Place was a soap opera on steroids. So what would be, you know, as if soap opera characters aren't on steroids anyway, you know, the, you know, that little bit over the top. But but the fun of Melrose Place was is that it went way over the top and people ate it up. So I wasn't just a bad guy. You know, I was buried alive. I think came back from the dead and did horrible things to Jane. (laughs) And so that led into, I guess, Starship Troopers. Yeah. Are you surprised that that film still has the big, massive cult following today that it it still resonates? Starship Troopers and its its cult following is is really uh, it's it's a trip. It's you know, it gets more each generation kind of watches it and it's it's also what 
was kind of strange about the movie is the movie is about the selling of a war to uh, to to a country, right? Buenos Aires. And so we kind of went, you know, after 9-11, you know, that it's kind of America went through that type of thing. Although we had a real enemy in 9-11, this one was bugs from outer space. So, but people didn't know how to take it. Uh, and now if you watch it, I went to Germany and watched it with like 3000 people, you know, every time somebody gets their head lopped off or blood <laughs> splats, people just erupt in laughter. I don't think Paul Verhoeven, the director, I think was kind of giving the people what they want and kind of making fun of us, you know, and I, but people didn't get the movie when it first came out. Now they get that it's satire and, and, uh, and a big comic book. This is a big comedy. <laughs> so you've done several projects and films since. Um, uh, also, Return to Days of Our Lives, but you're also a musician. When did you kind of get into guitar and writing songs? And I didn't do that much younger, but I realized that, uh, that songwriting, and I'm not a great guitarist, I'm not the best singer, but songwriting, uh, I noticed that whenever I'd get an acting job, I'd go spend the money on studio time. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, music is something I'm, I'm lucky. There's two things that I have to do, but maybe I have to do music, whether anyone's listening or not. If you're a musician, you have to do it. So uh, writing songs is it's probably my first love. Awesome. Let's talk about your current and future projects. What have, uh, what have you got going on now? Throughout the process of acting, by osmosis, if you're paying attention, you are learning to produce. Because, uh, you, you, you know, any movie, television show starts with the script. So you start being able to know what's a good script, what's a value, what's good writing, what's not. You start to learn, you know, you look and say, why is that guy the producer? And it's like... Well, you knew the money guy and you knew the writer. And I'm like, why? Well, I know those guys. Right. So it's connecting dots. And so uh, so producing has been my bag since about 2006. So what's going on now is um, we finished shooting Robert De Niro, Tommy Lee Jones, Morgan Freeman movie called The Comeback Trail. And uh, we're selling it now at AFM, the American film market over here in Santa Monica. So it's a big, uh, broad comedy. And De Niro plays like this schlocky producer. And, and he takes Morgan Freeman's money, who's a gangster, and loses it. And so Morgan Freeman's going to kill uh, Robert De Niro. And Robert De Niro devises this plan that he's going to over-insure Tommy Lee Jones, right? Hire him and kill him in a stunt. But it's it's like Wiley e. Coyote in the Roadrunner, right? So De Niro keeps falling in his own trap. So uh, so that'll be out next year. And then another one with John Malkovich, Vince Vaughn, and Liam Hemsworth called Arkansas. So are you, are you still doing some, some acting roles here and there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still doing a lot of Lifetime stuff, a lot of Christmas movies. <laughs> so, uh, but those, <laughs> those are fun. On Lifetime movies, I'm either the evil guy that's trying to break up the family or the husband that's trying to stop the evil guy from, from breaking up the family. So, 
I do that a lot too. For any of your, uh, give me any, like your Christmas movies, lifetime movies you think coming out. This so I have, uh, it's called the, my adventures with Santa Claus. And it was, it's with, uh, Denise Richards, lovely Denise Richards and myself. And that is available, uh, streaming and you can buy the DVD at Walmart, Target, I mean, yeah, seriously. So, so you mentioned Denise. I was, I was, I was going to bring this up, but so I, I remember you were on an episode with her and Lisa Rinna. Yeah, I got. So, what that was, yeah. Real Housewives episode was Denise and I <clears throat> um, have known each other since around nineteen. We met in an acting class. So people think we met on Starship Troopers, but you know, we knew. So, we've known each other a long time, and so. Uh, so she goes, hey, she goes, uh, I get a call. She goes, I'm getting married in two days. I'm like, what? What? And I knew she was starting Real Housewives. So I went to the wedding and her and her, you know, lovely husband, Aaron, and I'm there celebrating. She goes, but before she goes, I have to warn you, it is an episode of the show. And I'm like, I don't care. Right. And so I'm, I'm talking with somebody and you see the cameras going through the wedding. You don't know what they're shooting. You don't know who's mic'd. You know, and Lisa Renna goes, uh, she goes, Patrick, come down here. And I go and I look down and I see all the cameras lined up. I'm like, what is this? And so they nailed me, you know, one of the other. You were together with Lisa and Denise at the same time, which, you know, I don't I, I guess that's true. They're both dear friends. I love them both. But but, you know, how do you feel? I feel very, but very but proud. it's good drama. It's good drama for reality TV. Though. It's great. But so, they could have made me look like a jerk. They really like, could. They actually said good things about you. But right. So the so thank you, editor of Real Housewives, because they, they made it come off funny and cool. They could have made me come off like a, you know. But Real Housewives is good TV, man. <laughs> That's cool, man. So, obviously, you know, I was, we saw my Greek life. There's this big microscope on Greek life. Always, there's always this fraternities are bad, you know, but they are a lot of people that's, that keep that microscope have never had the Greek experience being in a fraternity or sorority sure. and realize the good things that come out of it. What would you say to those people who are, you know, super critical of the system and just want to see it go away? Well, like you said, people that are super critical of the system are people that probably haven't been in the system. That's like saying football teams are bad or, you know, or any organization is bad. If you're not in it, you don't understand the value of it unless you're inside it. But the thing is, we have a right to have our organization, you know, and uh, mistakes are made, whether it's a football team, soccer team, male or female. Right. So. Uh, there's a reason for fraternity. There's a reason for brotherhood. And it's, it's not just partying, right? There's a lot of value in our bond, you know? And I have the same kind of bond with my fraternity brothers that I do from uh, my USC football teammates. Sigma Chi was an unknown uh, gift of my life. And I, you know, it was, like I say, I was, I was brought into it blind uh, from my uh, fraternity brothers, Rigo and Shane. But wow, it's, it's present in my everyday life still. And really what it is, is uh, that love of a brotherhood. That's it. You know, love of my brothers, you know, and I give it to them. So 
So it's a real gift that I've had my entire life and in a, in, in a surprising one because I knew nothing about it before I fell into it. So, uh, you know, it's just something of value in my life. We really appreciate you being with us today. I'm honored. Are you kidding me? I'm honored. And that's it for this month's Sigma Chi podcast. Thanks for listening. Please share with your friends. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, you name it, sigmachi.org. Please share and spread the word of these podcasts with uh, your brothers and friends. And, you know, it's 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 awesome to be able to hear these stories from Grace Sigma Chi alums. And uh, we've got some cool stuff coming up in the next coming months with you guys. So for this month, I'm Wes Holtzclaw, and this has been the Sigma Chi Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Sigma Chi Podcast. For more information on Sigma Chi, visit our new website, www.sigmachi.org, or visit us on Twitter and Instagram at Sigma Chi. Feedback or questions about this month's episode? Send comments via email to podcast at sigmachi.org.